Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies and moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III, and I'm so happy to have you connected to another edition of Next Level Leaders. This podcast is designed to inspire, to expose, to empower you. And I am incredibly excited about a series of guests I've had. We've been focused in on winning women, and we are just incredibly blessed to hear amazing stories about their journey, their trajectories, and uh, there's some amazing women out there. I want you to continue to let me know if this podcast is blessing your life. Follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. That means everything when you connect with me and let me know and share with others about Next Level Leaders. This podcast is really moving in the direction that we envision to really bring to you best practices, strategies, and to empower your vision. Sometimes folks have vision, but don't know how to make that vision come to fruition. So today, I'm excited to have a young lady that I'm very proud of. You know, we've dealt with a variety of different career paths, uh, criminal justice. We've dealt with fashion. uh, We've dealt with medicine. But today, we're going to talk about education and how important that is. And we have just a superstar, in my opinion, a young lady who has done an incredible job. Her name is Legra Newman, and she is the founder of an amazing school called Purpose Prep Academy, and I'm so happy to have her with me on today. Legra, thank you for being a part of Next Level Leaders. Thank you, Bishop. I'm so honored to be a part of this segment of Next Level Leaders podcast, and since I've known you, you've always utilized your platform to elevate the voices of others. So I continue to be incredibly thankful for you and the work you're doing. And your podcast series has already been a blessing to me. So I'm, I'm really grateful to be a part of it. Well, today. thank you so, so very much. So tell us about Legra. How did you grow up? Where did you grow up? And how did this passion for education come upon you? Yes. Yeah, so I grew up actually part of my life in Southern California. And when I went to middle school, I moved to Savannah, Georgia, and it was a culture shock in every aspect, in every way, but most alarming was the educational system. In California, my parents had me in private schools, and when I went to Savannah, Georgia, I participated in magnet programs, and I saw even more disparity in education. I attended programs that were high-performing, but even with a diverse population of students in the school, I was often entering into classrooms where I was one of only few black students, um, certainly children of color. And so I wasn't able to fully unpack what that meant in middle school and high school. It wasn't actually until college when I went to Vanderbilt University that I tutored um, as part of my work study program. And I remember walking into the experience in elementary school And thinking that, you know, I was going to read with the student or, you know, maybe do some math problems. And I was encountering children who were in the third grade, second grade, and they lacked so much foundational skills, you know, couldn't read basic sight words, were really struggling with basic mathematical problems. 
and I was overwhelmed. I just could not believe that that was their situation. And I recognized that if, if this is the education that they're receiving, then their trajectory, their future opportunities of success is so greatly limited. And that's just really fueled my passion for education because I recognize that, you know, my parents had made very intentional decisions for me to be in programs or to be a part of schools that provided the type of education that enabled me to attend Vanderbilt. And I wanted to make sure that I was part of the advocacy that children needed to make sure that there were better schools and higher expectations that were set to make sure that they received what they deserved so that they could have a successful future because we know that education is so, so important. Wow. You know, I tell people all the time that, you know, sometimes our purpose really calls us, you know, we don't choose it, it chooses us. And clearly in those moments, you realize you're being drawn to something out of a passion. And uh, I think Mm -hmm. there's a correlation between purpose and passion. And speaking of purpose, here you have this incredible vision to step out and to do something that is that is incredibly uh, extraordinary, I think, in terms of starting your own school. And let's talk about that, because there's a sense that you have this in your mind, your spirit. You, you see a problem. I have a book called No Opportunity Wasted. You're born to solve a problem, first chapter. You see mm-hmm. a problem. You are passionate about it, but you're willing to do something about it. So yeah. now you're shifting and now you have this vision. Tell me how that came about. How did you move into this idea of starting Purpose Prep Academy? Yeah, so you're so right. I, you know, so much of my life when I look back on it was really leading me to this. And so I know that, you know, education is absolutely my God-given calling and the purpose that he put on my life. When I was at Vanderbilt, when I encountered that experience through, you know, the tutoring and the different students that I was working with, I I was a communications and Spanish double major at, at Vandy. And I literally try to figure out how can I get into education because, and I was a senior at the time. So um, what I ended up doing was joining a program called Teach for America that would train me to enter into a classroom immediately. They had an intensive summer program and they paired you with graduate coursework over the course of two years where I was able to enter into a classroom immediately and be trained to teach. But what happened over those initial years is that I was putting so much into teaching and investing in students. And, you know, there, there, I was a fifth grade teacher. I was having really significant outcomes and I was really proud of what I had done over the course of their fifth grade year. But then I was sending them into a system that was still incredibly dysfunctional. And whether that was middle school or, you know, whether I taught other grades, I was sending them to another grade level where perhaps the teacher didn't hold as high expectations for them or the system was continuing to fail them even after the work that I had done as a teacher. And so that's what promoted me to know that I need to do something more. And I, I had the opportunity, I was granted a fellowship to train and to study the highest performing schools across the nation and to open a school in a low underserved, low income community. And one of the cities that was available at the time was Nashville. And I just felt like that was where I needed to be um, because that is actually the city and the community that really, you know, set me on the trajectory in education. So I trained and I studied at the highest performing schools. I traveled all over and developed a model that is Purpose Prep. Um, We launched in 2013 and we launched with just 90 kindergartners um, throughout the North Nashville community. Again, North Nashville is the lowest performing cluster of, of schools and communities in the city. 
um, all of the schools are underperforming um, at that time. In 2013, all of the schools at the elementary level were significantly underperforming. And so I wanted to open up a school in that community. I wanted to make sure that the children that we served were those students because I wanted to give them what I believe that they deserve. And now fast forward, Purpose Prep is one of the highest performing schools, not just in the North Nashville community, but in the state. We have ranked within the top 5% of schools in the state. And what's so beautiful about that is the children at Purpose Prep are black children. And we're a Title I school. And oftentimes, the high-performing schools in Tennessee, but honestly across the nation, they don't look like the children at Purpose Prep. And so, yes, I'm so proud that not only have we created an institution of excellence and academic excellence, but we're also reshaping what excellence looks like. And it does look like Black, you know, it does reflect our Black faces. And that's exciting for me to see what we've been able to accomplish. You know, I think it's so powerful. You know, you're dealing with the economic disparities. You're dealing with, obviously, the educational disparities in terms of what is available for persons in certain communities, the digital divide. And you're solving that problem and you're doing it in such an amazing way. I I remember vividly walking through your school and I was so impressed by so many things. But one of the things that I want you to speak to is the method behind this. Every classroom has this university theme, you know, Harvard, mm-hmm. then University of Tennessee, and these kids sing these songs that mm-hmm. kind of pushes them toward dreaming about higher education. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I mean, there's so many elements. Um, and again, you know, I don't uh, take credit for any of it. It really has been me borrowing and stealing all the best practices across um, a variety of different of schools. And then we then really tweaked it and really made it unique to Purpose Prep students and the communities that we serve. But, you know, every classroom is named after a college. And we try to think intentionally about Tennessee universities, but also HBCUs. We're really proud of our FISC and our TSUs and our Howard that, you know, our students are repping at, at and even Southern, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, your uh, alma mater. So, you know, we have a variety of representation um, at Purpose Prep from a variety of universities. We think about Ivy Leagues. Um, you know, we include Bandy in that, uh, you know, Ivy League of the South. <laughs> but it's just an opportunity to really expose students to the the future of their education, right? Like they, they aspire to be so many different things and to serve our communities in different ways. We have doctors and we have architects. So helping them understand that this is a process and college is part of that process or could be, uh, but it's their choice because they're going to receive the type of education that's going to equip them to be able to make that choice. And that's what that's about. And then we have instructional practices that teachers are trained on so that there's consistency across classrooms, like the chance that you mentioned and the different ways that we bring instruction really alive and make it really engaging for our students. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I think one of the other things that incredibly impressive. You know, I think of the wraparound services you have for each student. You know, I think a lot of times people don't take into account, uh, and there's a word that I've been hearing a lot from the women I've been interviewing, that's the word empathy, approaching Mm -hmm. their professions with a great deal of empathy. And Mm -hmm. often educators who educate kids who come out of certain uh, economic, uh, social economic backgrounds find themselves not only teaching, but being social workers, counselors, Mm -hmm. a variety of things. Can you talk about how Purpose Prep is structured to be able to support 
these kids with these wraparound services uh, so that when they go back to the environment that they are enforced and and constantly uh, pushed toward excellence? Yeah, absolutely. So I think first, you know, we think about how do we create a school in a community where there are so many needs and then empower our staff to be able to support them to when they enter into our school doors, they understand that they're going to have all of the support that they need to be academically and socially successful. And so part of that is equipping our instructors to really manage the classroom well, to be engaging for students, to be able to then leverage additional resources that students may need. We have a variety of services that are partnered with Purpose Prep. We also have a college-bound, we call our college-bound coordinator. So she works with everything from identifying particular needs that our students have and connecting with our families to provide them with resources. I think about, you know, the recent trauma that our, our city suffered with the tornado that hit a couple of weeks ago. It was particularly devastating in the North Nashville community, which is where Purpose Prep is located. And so we had a number of families who were impacted. Um, One family in particular lost their entire home. And so been really working to connect our family to resources. Um, We've done some fundraising at our school level to provide additional support. And so our goal is that, you know, first and foremost, we are going to create the type of environment to provide our children with the excellent education that they deserve and to enable them when they step into those doors to be focused on that. And then we are going to leverage the partnerships that exist in our city to be able to support our families with additional resources that are needed that enable students to have the well-rounded experience educationally that they deserve and that will support their success. You know, in light of uh, the current health crisis that we all are experiencing now, it's plaguing our world. And I have to ask, like, what precautions uh, has Purpose Prep taken to help students continue their educational journey as we all adopt this new notion of what it means to work from home and be educated from those spaces? Like, what, mm-hmm. what things are you guys thinking about and putting in place? Yeah, so we, we started um, a couple of weeks ago when we were still in session with really educating our students about the COVID-19 and everything from the importance of what it meant to wash their hands and, you know, what process they should follow and like supporting them with just the precautions that would support them to be safe during that time and the awareness. A lot of people were surprised that we were having these conversations with our kindergartners and our first graders, but even at the elementary level, they need to know what's happening in the world and they need to know how they can be protected. And we've recently now gone into spring break. So we've had a little bit of a break. And so what it's allowed us to do, especially hearing it was during our spring break a couple of days ago that we realized that school would be canceled through April. And so now we're strategizing with other school organizations, really nationally, to think about what infrastructures do we need to put into place to support our students. And that's the conversation that we're continuing to have because we have to think about equity in that as well. You know, our families may not have the resources to pop open a laptop or, you know, just jump immediately into virtual learning. And so thinking about the resources that we have at Purpose Prep, we currently provide laptops that support about a third of our students and, of course, shared throughout our school. And so what additional resources do we need to provide or equip our students with to be able to access learning? So it's something that we're definitely currently figuring out. But. The good thing is we're partnering with organizations that will allow us to make sure that we're considering everything that we need to be the best support to our families. Wow, that that is certainly uh, admirable and responsible. We really appreciate hearing that as an educator. 
let me speak to this. You know, here you are, African-American female who steps out, who begins a school out of a vision, and that school goes into a community that's underserved. The kids, uh, in some instances, who have in other places they might have gone to school or would have gone to school would have been categorized or displaced in a variety of programs that may not have been to their benefit. You take those students, you create an environment, and you push those students to excellence, and now they're excelling beyond mm-hmm. wildest expectations, right? Mm-hmm. What, what would you say to someone listening now who has a passion for, for doing something like this in their particular city around the United States or around the world? Uh, some young person who's listening saying, man, like you're my Shiro. This is what I've always wanted to do. What advice would you give them in terms of the practical steps to take? I would definitely say step out on faith. The journey of getting to this place came with many obstacles and roadblocks. And I remember naively thinking when I you know, took the opportunity to open Purpose Prep, I prayed and really sought God's guidance on that. And when I felt like this is what I needed to do, I remember naively thinking that the journey was going to be easy. I remember often questioning, like, well, God, why is this so hard? You told me this is what you wanted me to do. And it was really difficult. It was really challenging. But what I rest assured in is that God was equipping me with what I needed and arming me with what I needed to overcome every obstacle and every challenge to get to this point. And so making sure I would encourage anyone who's thinking about endeavoring to open up a school or in education to really make sure that you're aligned with the purpose that God has for you and walk fiercely um, in that because when you walk in faith, God will provide. And I think that what I found um, at Purpose Prep is that, you know, I mentioned my educational experience earlier and how I was often placed in, you know, certain types of schools to get what I needed. I have been leveraged that experience to create the type of school that I actually would have wanted for myself. I would have loved to be in an environment where I was affirmed by individuals who looked like me. And I didn't have that coming up. And so what I realized is in God's purpose of me creating this opportunity for others, it actually has had so many uh, benefits and opportunities for me. I feel healed in the work that I do at Purpose Prep. It gives me so much joy to see black children who are learning and who look, you know, around the room and they see themselves and their teachers and in each other and they see excellence in all of that. And that wasn't something that I ever had. And so to provide that to children at five, I can only imagine what that will mean for their confidence and who they are as they continue to matriculate in the educational system. And I become bolder in my purpose. I become more affirmed in my identity, more proud of being a black woman because of the school that I've created. And so I think that, again, walking in faith, I had no idea the benefits that would come for me in being selfless and giving to others. But God really has worked so that I am actually benefiting and reciprocating the greatness that is coming out of Purpose Prep, which has been an amazing journey. Wow. You know, I always share takeaways with our audience um, and you've given us so many nuggets, right? This idea that when you're placed into a situation and you're presented with a problem that won't let you go, mm-hmm. you're troubled. I always say that you get a vision and then you agonize over it before you strategize and then you organize. And clearly the agonizing part of seeing these kids at Vanderbilt, uh, these young kids that you're exposed to, 
mm-hmm. not achieving and knowing that this problem can be solved. And to really understand that as a providential moment that God puts us in these places whereby our purpose can emerge from that. And to be able to have the courage and faith to step out and to actually do it. There are a lot of folks who who dream about it, who have vision, but never practically bring it out of the theoretical realm and actually make it happen. You were willing to confront uh, the obstacles. You were willing to confront them head on. I'm sure there were capital challenges. I'm sure mm-hmm. there were you know, a variety of other challenges, but you built mm-hmm. a consortium of support in the community. And I've seen a lot of things you've been able to do uh, to really build that up even more and bring a sense of awareness about the mission. Uh, because again, the mission is so clear. And I think that for many people who are listening, you know, our passion comes from that. If the mm-hmm. mission, you know, is not about us, but it's really about giving back to others. I think that's where God gets entered and says, I can bless this because you're pouring out blessings to my people. And generations to come will be impacted because of the work that you're doing and the work that you're empowering others to do. And to that end, I mean, you are a winning woman and you are doing it on a major level and the humility by which you walk in this and the grace in which you do it, it continues to blow my mind. I don't think people, when they would see you out, would not know the magnitude of the impact that you're having Uh, on education. And Mm -hmm. it is phenomenal. I want to use this platform and I don't do it often, but I want to do it for you because I believe in the work that you are doing. And I know the integrity, I know the board you have, and but Purpose Prep depends greatly upon the support of community partners, private and and public and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I want you to tell folks how they can, one, learn more about Purpose Prep, and secondly, how they can support in any capacity. Folks who are listening all around the country who always dreamed about this, how can they support the work that you're doing? Thank you so much, Bishop. That that really means a lot. It really does. Greatly appreciative. You can definitely learn about Purpose Prep by visiting our website, www.purposeprep.org. And there's just a variety of videos that really give you a visit into our school. Um, We welcome visitors. Well, obviously, there's been some shift in that. So hopefully when this uh, coronavirus is over, we'll be able to, you know, jump back into the work. I would say the biggest thing that, you know, we're facing is the need of supporting our families in the recovery of the tornado. And again, it was particularly devastating for North Nashville. And so it impacted quite a few of our families. And then also, you know, us as we navigate how to build the infrastructure to support our families, given their needs that already exist with supporting virtual learning or virtual opportunities to learn. So you can give on our website. There's an invest in us page that uh, lets you know what the giving will go towards. Um, and then certainly we'll be updating that to provide additional insight regarding how that's being spent, particularly given the, the recent crisis that we're navigating and recovering from here in Nashville. And finally, is there a waiting list to get in the school? Parents who may be listening and said, hey, I want my kid to be a part of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So we go through a lottery system Great. and it's actually through the Metro Nashville public schools. Yeah. And so families can apply through Metro Nashville 
um, and then they run a lottery and then they admit students. So we're going through a new cycle. So applications are currently being admitted. And then, you know, again, should applications exceed the number of seats we have, of course, that then becomes a waiting list. Um, but we are actively seeking those applications so that we can build our incoming class for, for next year. So, yeah, we're, we're welcoming that. Awesome. Well, this is very timely right in the midst of that process. And those who are listening, I hope you will take advantage of it because it is uh, it's just an amazing space and uh, just a place of incredible excellence. So, Legra, I tell you, I want to thank you so much for for sharing with us today. I know you're incredibly busy. You're doing so much in the community. and But I had to have you on because I just felt it was important, particularly around education and around this vision you had and seeing it come to fruition. Uh, you are truly inspiring so many uh, young women and men alike to move toward excellence. So thank you again for sharing with me today and all of those who are listening today. Thank you for being tuned in to Next Level Leaders. Continue to spread the word about this podcast. We're trying to bring you not people who are talking about it, but people that are actually walking it out in real life, real examples, real, real, real people who are doing real things, serving a real God, making real change. That's what this is about. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And until next time, may God bless you. That's our prayer. God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting with you.